night owls welcome to episode 31 of isn't it past your bedtime i'm krista and i'm rachel and this week we are doing fun audiobooks just like a fun book to listen to that's you know the world's kind of shit so we need a little bit of fun enjoyable gotta, gotta have a laugh or two here and there considering so hopefully the no comedy murder. was nice uh mm, we'll talk <laughs> as soon as i said that i realized that some you realize it's like a high bar for us it's like there's no burner i can't I fulfill this people in my book kind of got killed but either way it's fine like it's a it's okay it's still funny dark humor is acceptable okay that's what i went with uh i'm just gonna jump right in so i listened to off to be the wizard by scott meyer and it's narrated by luke daniels so this one is like a series i think it's like five or six books oh dang and i think i read somewhere that scott meyer like self-published the first one or two before it got picked up i don't know if that's accurate so like don't i hear this not that hard though but oh no it's impressive. super easy but andy weir who did the martian he self-published his and look at him now he's got a movie and shit yeah. also i want off to be the wizard to be turned into a movie but i want it to be turned into a movie with how it is in my brain and not how hollywood wants to do it so okay bring it tell me the way, lead actresses boom here we are Oh, gosh, I don't know who would play them. Oh, I'm not ready for that. I'll well, along the way, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, main character, his name is Martin Banks. And he's, like, pretty good with computers. And he's, like, farting around on the computer one day. He's, like, 27, 28, I think. And um, he's, like, not necessarily a hacker, but he likes to just, like, go, like, try to hack into things and play around and see what he can get away with. And so he, like, finds his way into this, like, phone company it turns out it's at&t he like finds his way into like their servers or some nonsense and he finds this Impressive. file and i can't it's like a bunch of like numerical alphanumerical letters is this file but basically what it is is that so like apparently anytime that he has ever worked his way into anything he always searches for himself so he searches for himself and he finds himself and he's kind of looking through all the data that it comes up and he finds something that's like his height and it's like 511 and he's like super annoyed that it says 511 because since he was 16, he's been filling out every single form saying that he is 6'2. And he's like, How dare y'all try to tell me that I'm 5'11? I've been telling the world. Him and every man. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like, I mean, I also say that like I weigh less than I do because literally, if you're not going to weigh me, I can pick whatever I want. It's what you want to be, it's not what you really are. It's fine. We've all got a thing we lie about. Men lie about their height, okay? Yeah. Uh, so he's like going through it and he, and he's, so he's annoyed. And so he's like, well, screw it. I'm going to change it to say six, two. So he changes it to say six, two. And then he like feels this like weird, like pain kind of thing in his groin. And he like, it's like, whatever. doesn't think much of it. Goes to like go pee. And when he stands up, he realizes his pants are kind of high watered and a little tight. And he's like, huh, maybe hmm. they must've shrunk. Not thinking much of it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he goes and he goes to pee and while he's peeing he like looks over and he's like gosh i gotta i need to dust the top of like my little bathroom mirror thingy my popper and then he's like how have i never noticed that before he's like every time i've looked in the mirror i can look myself in the eyes and he's realized that he's <sighs> looking above where he could before and so he goes and he's like what the heck and so he like gets a little pen or a pencil or whatever and measures himself on the wall and gets his tape measure and like his uncle when he moved into his first apartment his uncle helped him move and bought him like my first 
like toolkit and it's all pink and shit and he like mentions it to his uncle and his uncle's like oh doesn't bother me whatever because it's his uncle's not caring because he's gifting it it was funny um but then and so he measures it and he's like six two and he measures it's like five or six times and he's like this is freaking weird whatever so he goes back and he like mm. i think he like goes to bed or something like that and then like the next day he's like was this real or i think he moved it back to 511 and then like the next day he's like okay i'm gonna try it again and he moves it this time to 6-1 and so then he like measures it on the wall again and it measures to 6-1 and he's like what the heck and that's when he realizes that he has found this file and turns out we're all just in like a computer file and we're all just zeros and ones and everything we know is zeros and ones so he kind of realizes so then he like starts like playing around a bit more and then he realizes that things that like there must be like a master file that he doesn't have access to so like because he can he's like trying to look through his data and like he can see things that are like his heart rate because he can like track what his heart rate is um, and he can see that move up but like he can't find anything that explains what a heart is like a human heart is so he thinks there's like there must be another master file or another file somewhere that explains this is what a heart a human heart is and here's how it functions so then the file can just reference that mm -hmm. um and so he's just kind of like doing his thing and he so he has like a cell phone it's like 2000 it's 2012 um i think that's kind of important that is actually will be important more later on so he kind of starts like playing around in the file trying to figure things out and he realizes that he can like he finds his bank account number like the amount of money that's in there and so he adds money to it and then he instantly takes it away because he was like oh my gosh that worked that's scary and then he goes and he realizes and so he's thinking he's like all right like i need to like you know play it like super cool like don't be weird he has like a really shitty job that he hates he lives in kind of a ship all apartment whatever and so he's like okay and then he decides, and at this point, it's probably like four days since he's found the file. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to add just like a little bit of money because I want to get like a new, what's he want? He wants to get like a new car. And so he puts a, like a couple thousand dollars and he goes buys his new car. And then he also, so he has, he ended up taking the file and he puts it as an app on his phone and he builds these things into there. So that way he can, um, basically builds like three buttons and one of them is like a oh because he learns to he just obviously sorry i totally jumped out of line here it's okay there's so much happening yeah he decides to time travel because obviously you just figure out that we're all zero and why ones. not you're gonna and so he tries to go to the future and he was like well, that's stupid that didn't work and then from like behind him somebody is like try going backwards and he turns around and it's him and he's just like huh 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 i thought i'd be taller but this is like all in his head and like the person behind him who is him is like try going backwards Bleh. and he's like oh and so then he jumps backwards like a minute 30 seconds whatever it is um and then like it's him like reliving like being like oh why is me looking at me disappointed because he like forgot that he was disappointed that he wasn't taller than he thought he was Oh, so he learns that you can go backwards but you can't go forwards like you can't go any forward mm. from your present time that's fine so he ends up adding like three buttons in like i can't remember what all of them do one of them like brings him back home because he, he tries to like start teleporting and so he like teleports like a mile away um at like to like some like convenience store 
but then he didn't think about the fact that he was wasn't wearing any shoes he didn't have his wallet on him and he didn't have his house keys so he has Damn to it. walk back a mile and he has to like knock on his neighbor's door but he because he tried teleporting like smaller distances in his room like in his apartment because he figured out his like longitude latitude and everything the um the file just works everything that you're in america or in the u.s or nope the file does everything in onto like earth like it that's how it figures out where you are is relative to earth it doesn't mm-hmm. care about space so he does like little small ones and if you're like seated when you teleport and you go teleport somewhere that doesn't have a chair you just fall straight on your butt oh my god and stuff like that he like teleports to like a mile away no shoes no wallet no nothing and so he has to walk back a mile and he has to like knock on his downstairs downstairs neighbors because she has his like spare key and she's like why are you making so much noise and he was like no i just like went to this quickie mart like i obviously have this sandwich from this quickie mart like what and she's like well you could have kept that wrapper and and he's like why would i keep a wrapper go stand out in the rain to like trick you into all these things and she's like i don't know and she's you know just standard grumpy downstairs neighbor right and then so yeah so he ends up making his three buttons and yeah so one of them will like bring him back to home one of them i think always shows him his like banking information so he can easily add more money and then one of them he made us like his oh, that one yeah that just like adds money oh yes please although after this we'll, we will have learned some things to get away with it um and then the other one is his like escape plan mm-hmm. and so He's like, like, I mean, I probably won't need it, but it would be really good to, like, have, like, a plan if, like, anything happened to, like, escape to another time. I can be there for, like, a week or two, figure it out. And so he, like, Googles, like, what's the best place to be a wizard? And it's, like, oh, in, like, London Camelot times in whatever year that I forgot. And he, like, there's literally, like, a book on Amazon that's, like, the greatest times to live in medieval London this year to this year and so it's it's like a five year six year span so he just picks the middle one and he's like perfect so that's where it'll be prime time and so then he like goes to his job like the next day and he's like talking to some gal at the water cooler and they're talking about how shitty this job is and he's like you know what it is this job is shitty so he quits and then he's like as he's like heading home he's like god and that's when he gets his new car because he realized his car is shitty and then he's like gets home and he's like wow my apartment is crap and everything in here is terrible but i can just make money and so he goes and he just makes money and he gets all this new furniture that's going to be delivered and then he goes on like kind of his like crappy older computer and he's like gosh i wish i had a nicer computer oh my gosh i have more money so he goes to, like the second closest store that has it because it'd be weird if he went to the same <laughs> one and then so in a span of a week from the time he finds the file to the time that like things happen it's been one week and the fbi show up and they're like yeah they're like i think it's fbi or the treasury department or something like that and they're like yeah it's not necessarily that like all of this money showed up but it's how frequently these large numbers of money because he thought he was being super slick adding like ten thousand here five thousand there just kind of being all smooth and stuff and they're like no it was how frequently these smaller numbers of money just showed up because he's like well i'm not breaking any laws because i'm making money it's just appearing like i'm not stealing it from anybody but the treasury department does not agree with him so then so he's like in his like disagree his like brand new car or whatever and he's like 
driving away and fleeing and he's like you don't know where he's going he's like no they take a left here and a right there and turns out he's heading to his parents house so he lives in like seattle or something like that so he's like heading to like his parents house who were also in seattle and he like realized he's like a couple blocks away and he's and they're like right on his tail and he's like okay i'm gonna crash this car into the street but i'm gonna teleport out and it's gonna be fine so he does that but then he teleports into the middle of a street and somebody comes to like almost hit him and so they catch us when he like runs in his parents house and he's like i love you don't believe anything they say and they're like what you so you you don't love us or no he goes i love you it's not true and they're like so you so you don't love us and he's like no i love you but what they tell you and they're like who are you talking about? what is <laughs> much confusion he like sprints up to his childhood bedroom and he like grabbed he was like um malfoy one year for halloween and so he like grabs his like uh wand and his robes or whatever robes and he hits his little escape button because he's like well i'm gonna go back to london i'm gonna tell everyone i'm a wizard yay and so he's like, a wizard hurry exactly and so he like jumps back there and he's like okay he's got to figure out like which way is the town and he kind of walks he figures it out whatever and he runs into this gal named gwen and she's on like a carriage with a horse and she agrees to like take him to lead church which is like the town where mm-hmm. she lives it's called lechers because there's a church made of lead but you didn't see that coming so original yeah and so he like walks into like the bar or whatever it's like a bar they sell food they have the houses above it has a real name doesn't matter um the rusted stump or the something stump i don't know but he's like rustic and interesting he's like i'm a wizard i'm the magnificent martin blah 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 and then because i think yeah and then he's like oh they're like show us your powers because he's like oh i'll just like teleport or something oh my god of course that's what they always ask yeah show me your powers and they're like but at first they're like huh they're like somebody call philip and he's like who is philip and they're like oh he is also a wizard and he's like and so he's thinking this whole time (coughs) gosh he's like oh this must just be like some charlton or whatever who's pretending to be a wizard who's like faking these people like faking and pretending and just like taking these people out of their money obviously i'm going to prove him to be a fake um and mm-hmm. so then philip shows up and he's like oh yes you are a wizard let's go talk about being wizards together because philip is like yo like i'm not an idiot you probably found the file like you're sitting there like philip knows some shit but martin thinks he's the first person to ever find the file <laughs> philip knows some shit quarter of the day <laughs> that's basically like the entire book it could just be philip knows some shit uh, and so they like he's gonna like show his powers they like go put him in like a broom closet or something and so to like prove his powers but he doesn't have to do it in front of people and so he like quickly like time travels back to his parents which is like for his parents point of view is that he's literally just ran into the bedroom so now he comes come back out yeah so he comes sprinting back out and his mom's like why are you in your harry potter why are you in your snape robe and he's like it's mouthful you always get it wrong mom <laughs> they never understand me and so he's like digging in the kitchen and he finds like a uh, saran wrap or cling film or whatever and he's like do we have any more heavy duty stuff but her mom's like yeah in the cupboard there and so he takes the heavy duty stuff and he's like okay love you everything they say is a lie and like runs back into oh. his bedroom and his parents are like 
the fuck is going on? And so then he comes back and he like tucks the like saran wrap in his sleeves and he was like, it's fabric you can see through. It holds water. Damn it. And so they're like, oh, shit, that's kind of impressive. We don't have not seen that before. But then Philip is like, oh, I will challenge you to a wizard's duel. Damn Philip. Because Martin is still trying to be like, Philip is a fake. And right. so, because, oh, that was, I think, one of the other buttons that he had done was, like, a levitate, but which is just, like, moving his altitude up, like, a foot, and it, but he has it reset mm-hmm. every, like, 10 seconds, so he's basically shaking when he levitates, and so he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do the dual suite levitates, and he's like, what do you have to say, Philip? Like, because he's shaking <laughs> the entire time, right? Yeah. And so Philip just, like, is like, wings his little staff around and throws him a bajillion yards and he like hits a tree and he knocks out but he's still shaking and shit and so like philip goes and gets him like the next day martin wakes up and philip is like yeah you're an idiot you're not the first fucking person to find the file philip is like i'm the first person here in this time to find the file he's like this other guy jimmy found it he showed up he's like he found it like 10 years after me but showed up two weeks after him and then He's like, but there's like 30 people or something that they know of in like, or there's like 18 people, I think, or something like that. And like that live in Western Europe Mm. and they're all men. And Martin is like, what? And he's like, yeah, most women find that medieval England is like not the best time for women. Gee, who? So they go to Atlantis and he's like, what? Atlantis is real? And he's like, yeah, do it. Like everything that you would have thought is real. That's where like women go. (laughs) So then, uh, basically, like, so, like, for a lot of, a good chunk of this first book, they're basically, like, yeah, like, you can, like, learn to do these things, and, like, we have, they have, like, a shell program that's, like, if your the sleeves of your wizard robe are so wide, and your hat is so tall, and your staff is, is exactly five feet, the shell program will identify you as a wizard, quote-unquote, and then you get all these powers, and basically, like, you can set your temperature so like his temperature is always 78 degrees uh you don't you never you don't need food water or oxygen but if you don't have any of those your body doesn't know you don't need it so like you could get ghosted so like you could like somebody could like and it's a thing you don't do to people but like somebody could ghost you and basically like because it started so there was a guy who came todd we don't like todd Never like Todd's. Because, like, some of the rules is, like, uh, you only experiment on yourself or another wizard with consent and, like, stuff like that. But he, so he basically is the one who, like, made this ghosting thing. Um, and so you turn invisible. So, like, you can't, like, interact with anything that's any bigger than a dust particle. But then you can only make, like, moaning and spooky noises. So even if you're going to go and, like, try to get help from anybody, like, they won't listen to you because they're going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You turn into a ghost. Wow. So he's like, yeah, he's like, do that. And then he like goes on a thing about how he's like, oh, uh, Philip's like, I gave you all of these powers and you could like kill me now. Da, 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 da. And then Martin just stands there and Philip's like, you passed another test. And he's like, what? And he's like, I just told you how you could kill me and you didn't. That's great. And Martin's like, well, why would I kill you? And wow. He's like, well, people do. So they're like, anytime that you like break any of these, like, oh, yeah, we'll just send you back to your time uh, naked and hogtied. And, like, we'll make sure that you have no more access to the file. So, like, you can never go around in the computer. And so, like, that's the running right. joke is that they're going to send him naked and hogtied back into a police cruiser in his own time. 
because like base almost everybody i think philip is like the only one basically everyone who ends up back in like this medieval time they're running from the cops because they're all fucking idiots who are like i'm just gonna make money it's gonna be great it's fine and of course people find out about it so then he has to go through like trials and like gwen comes and he like tries to hit on gwen and philip's always like don't hit on gwen she's my friend um but then there's like these like three other ones like these three other wizards that live like in the general lead church area and it's Mm -hmm. gary and jeff and tyler and so he's kind of like figuring out them and he like he learns to fly he learns to like make things appear so he can like make gold coins to pay with things in this olden time he can like make burritos appear in his hat and stuff like that i want to make burritos appear right yeah just like "Mm, hello burrito yeah i'm down and then the other one is Jimmy, and Philip hates Jimmy, because so Jimmy is the one who found the file like ten years. So Philip found the file in like eighty two, and so that's the thing that you find is that like depending on what year the people found the file, like they don't necessarily talk about like the future with other people because so like Philip found it on a super ghetto ass old one and then somebody found it on a MacBook like the Mm. OG MacBook and now here is Martin in 2012 and he has like way more stuff so they like don't talk about that stuff with each other because they're like oh we find out that you just end up hating everyone and that's okay yeah the narrator is also like the narrator freaking makes this story like his voices are so freaking spot on and so good like I haven't looked up anything else that he has narrated, but I need to because it's just awesome. Liked it. But so Jimmy shows up in the same time, like two weeks after in the medieval times as Philip. And then basically he makes himself become Marlin. Okay. Yeah, and he convinces like the king to change his name or to change the son's name so that way you have all those ones right. And then all these other ones you like Lancelot wasn't Lancelot's real name but he like convinces them that it's a better name and he makes everything out of gold and then like there's a lot going on oh my gosh this is like only like the first like third of the book like so much more shit happens like Martin has to Martin goes he has to do his trial holy shit somebody like tries to turn people into hobbits and it fails which is where the kind of murder comes in so the real question was, did you enjoy this book? Because yeah. this is a lot of information that they throw at you so quickly. Like, that's, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, like, a lot of different people and players. And then there's addition, there's, there's time travel as an additional, like, factor. Yeah. Like, was this enjoyable to read? Yeah. So it was, so I haven't read it. I've only listened to it. I got it. I did get the book book from oh, the library. Oh, listen, anyway. Yeah, uh, but no, it's super good. So this is my second re-listening through oh, it. And really? like I said, I think the narrator like makes it. Like his voices are all super mm. spot on. So you totally can follow everything. And then anytime- when the voices are good. Yeah, anytime that like Martin goes back to like his parents' house, like the book is written where it's like, Mr. and Mrs. Banks, their youngest son had just printed and it catches you up to like on their point of view, like where they are. And then like in the second book, like- they're really good at being like these are the like the non-time traveling people these are the people who don't have access to the file like this is what has happened to them so like mm. i think so tyler um because like one of the things that comes up is like where do they all go to the bathroom and tyler goes back to his time every time to use the restroom 
because like he i don't think he get, was getting in trouble with the police or whatever so he like oh has an apartment and so they like did the math or whatever because it's literally like every time he time travels back is to the exact moment when he had just left and so they're like yeah they're like he's been here for four years they're like so by our calculations his toilet has been in like 100 percent complete use for five straight days because he like refuses to like use the bathroom and lord knows but Either way, that was kind of like a really fast, Wild. I don't know if it was fast, but a, like a lot of stuff smushed in, like so many other things happen in this book. The narrator so is awesome. It would probably still be a super great read if you were going to read it. Absolutely. Five stars out of five. Like I said, I think it's like five books. I've only made it to the third one. It's pretty good. It kind of like dips off, which isn't like unheard of, but it could pick back up. It I happens. Just, I just have always found something else to listen to, so I just haven't, like, had the desire to listen to that fourth book, but. That's fair. Usually after the, like, second or third book, it's like, ooh. Like, if you're really invested and you know it's a trilogy, you can usually get through that third book. Fourth books can be rough. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like, knowing that it's five books, I'm like, oh, it could go either way. But, like, I think in the second book, like, they end up going to Atlantis, so that was fun. And that I would also, be down to see that. The time travel part gets really weird and confusing and kind of hurts your brain in the second book, which in a good way, it's fun. But there's like a past person and a present person living together in the same one, and it's all, it's very Jeremy Baramy, but. <laughs> I love that term. It just applies to so much. Yeah, I throw it out any chance I get. But either way, 100%, uh, five, five wizard caps or five staffs. Oh, this is the okay. one other part that I forgot that's super freaking funny about the book. Ooh. So. The first rule to using magic as a wizard with your staff is do not make the obvious joke. All right. So definitely like blatantly comedy involved in this. Yeah. And it is brought up like every, like regularly. It's like, and what do we do, Martin? Don't make the obvious joke. Yeah. Good. Super fun. Highly recommend. Well, uh, my book is not nearly as like detailed as your like insane tale. Yeah, I didn't realize like how detailed it was until I started talking about it, and I was like, so many that things. Incredibly I intricate. Yeah, it's like so many things I haven't even talked about yet, but it's been like twenty minutes. So, was it hard to track like when you were reading it, or did it just kind mm -hmm. of come across that way because there's like overlapping like stories and stuff? Yeah, I think it just comes across in like my retelling, but like the narrator does such a good job. I think maybe if I read it as a book, it might be harder to kind of track everything. I was wondering that. The narrator, like his voices are super good and how they do it. It's all really good. So well, that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I picked an Audible original, so it's not nearly as long also so that's another factor in mm. intricacy um it also doesn't even have an actual author listed it's huh. just like audible original and there's a director but i missed it because i like zoomed right through that part um during the like end credits or whatever and they were like the director was blah, 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 and i just like i totally missed that mm -hmm. um but there are a lot of really big names for the acting <laughs> like the voice acting which i thought was really interesting honestly i literally just went on audible and i was like humor and this one said dark humor and so i was like mm, well that's that's in my wheelhouse that's, that's the one <laughs> We're going with this one um so i picked a book called cut and run so it's an audible original so it was only in audio um it's about two and a half three hours so okay. not very long um <laughs> but this story is about abe and samantha and they steal kidneys oh they, I, they take cut, kidneys. Cut it, like cut and they run. Like cut it out and I run. Get, yes. I get it now. 
clever. But they, uh, they're like, they're generally good people, but their job just happens to be that they take kidneys, but they have like criteria. So Samantha is like this like really like gorgeous and outgoing and like interesting woman, but she's been like hurt in her past, right? And so she lures the men in that they cut kidneys out of and she only picks married men. So if a married man will come and hit on her, she's like, perfect. You're trash. You yeah, you're not a kidneys. good person. This is what happens. It's a consequence. And so, like, at the beginning, she, like, kind of <laughs> talks about that. So, Samantha lures him in, and Abe does the actual surgery. So, he has, like, a medical background, and I don't remember the specifics, but basically, he's trying to cure diabetes. I don't remember exactly how he got pulled into the whole kidney thing, um, but it has to do with his diabetes research. Mm-hmm. Like, he was given, like, an opportunity, and then he ended up hooking up with these people. So, Sam's been doing it for longer. So... <laughs> Very interesting. And Abe is like super anxious about it. And like every time he sees a cop, he like panics. And Sam is like, just talk to me. Like you're a totally normal person. And he's like, I can't. There's a cop right there. She's like, you're going to get us arrested if you don't talk to me. Like you're a normal goddamn person. (laughs) Pretend like you don't steal kidneys. Right. So she's like super calm and cool in all of these like stressful situations. And Abe is like, oh, wild card. I feel like, I feel like he's like reliable enough that they know he's not gonna like tell anybody or anything, but just like his, his behavior, his demeanor is a little bit of a, a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of kick off this book, like learning a little bit about Abe and Sam because they're just, they're best friends. They're not together or anything. It's just what they do is their job. Um, and so Sam, one night they have to go for their next victim and she meets a guy and he says, yeah, I'm married, whatever. He's got his ring on. And so they drug him like they do so she usually just is like oh we'll go back to your hotel room or whatever and then they just drug him and then he's on drugs and she says something to her and Abe are talking and she says something about his wife because he says um Catherine a couple of times and she was like oh it must be his wife and he he was like oh I'm not married and then he passes out and she was like moral moral dilemma (laughs) moral dilemma just like what if he's what if he's not married? And he was like, Abe was like, well, he's wearing a wedding ring and he told you he was married earlier and he was on a lot of drugs. Like maybe he was just saying it because he was on drugs. She's like, yeah, but usually when people are on drugs, they're like more honest, (laughs) you know? So she definitely had some doubts, but Abe was like, well, here we are. And he's passed out. So I need to do surgery now because we only have a certain amount of time to do this. So she's like, all right, whatever, I guess, fine. Um, but I really like this guy. So she's like talking about like how cute she thinks this guy is while Abe is like cutting out his kidney. <laughs> and so it's like, it's wild. And so like what their system is, is like they cut out the kidney, they do that all quickly, they package it up, they put um, a bunch of ice in the tub from the hotel room's ice dispenser. And then they leave the body in there. So while the guy's passed out, so he wakes up slowly because his body temperature is really low too. So the drugs pass through his system more slowly. And then they have someone who is in the lobby, one of the bellmen, who's supposed to call an ambulance in a half hour. Like that's the rule. Like if you wait longer than a half hour, there's a chance of nerve damage from all of the freezing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you do it too soon, like they may not be able to get away or far enough. So like, that's like the thing. So they're leaving. They're like, Hey, Paco, half hour, Call the ambulance. Paco was like, yep, sure, got it, know the drill. So they leave, right? As they're leaving, Paco gets a phone call that his wife is in labor. Oh. And Paco, in very quick Spanish, because they're in Mexico at this time, tells the other bellman, like, hey, like, I need to leave right now, but I need you to call an ambulance for this room in this amount of time, not not 27 minutes, 28 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the exact amount of time. And so Paco runs out. But this bellman was like, I don't speak any Spanish, you guys. Because he's oh. just like a kid from California who's now working in Mexico because he says that the beaches are better. 
So he has no idea what that guy just told him. No idea what this guy just told him. And Sam in the rearview mirror of the taxi as they're going to the airport was like, was that just Paco? And Abe was like, no, that's not Paco. Paco wouldn't leave. Like, that's not the thing. Like, that's not a thing. It's fine. Everything's fine. Like the, like the number one rule is like, you don't go back. You know what I mean? Like you don't go back to the scene of crime. And so they're at the airport and Abe and Sam, I think they live in the same city. It doesn't really clarify. Um, but they leave on separate planes, which makes sense to me. Cause like, you don't want them to be able to be tied together. So they're leaving on separate planes and Abe leaves first and Sam was just like, nope, can't do it. Gotta know. And so she calls the local hospital and was like, hey, is this guy here? Because she knows his name, Jeff Calvert. And so she calls the hospital and was like, hey, like, is Jeff Calvert, has he been admitted? And they're like, no, no, nobody of that name. Like, no, don't know what you're talking about. She was like, wait, for real? Right now? Really? And so she gets back in a cab and she goes back to the goddamn hotel to go she, save this guy that she, for some reason, just like has this insane crush on. She's like, I just felt like he had something. Like, she should have you know? just like called an ambulance herself then. Yes. Abe says that later, honestly. He was just like, You didn't think you could just call an ambulance from the airport? And she was like, That would have been a better choice. Yeah. Like, go use like a payphone or something and just like. Right. Right. And even better is that Sam is voiced by Darcy Carden who does um janet in oh yes oh my god yes oh that's so good. so good and like there's a narrator but she's not really involved that much it's actually kind of a great narrator it's meg ryan and she's just like there are narrators who are going to set the scene and tell you where our story starts i'm not that kind of narrator it's a hotel room like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great so she kind of like does the transitions because it's a two and a half hour story so you need to kind of have like something to kind of move it along without having dialogue to explain everything so they go home abe has this girl that uh him and he's been with katie who is rachel bloom from crazy ex-girlfriend oh uh, yeah. i love her too yeah i was like damn this has like a lot of like real good names it does it does so um abe goes home because he wants to like be with katie and he was planning on proposing so like pretty much this entire book is like he's like i want to propose but i can't propose because she doesn't know i cut out kidneys for a living and mm-hmm. katie writes like children's novels about brother van or not vampires brother werewolves so like it's like a teen supernatural book and she hates it like she totally hates it she's got this like editor that like hangs out with her all the time it's super annoying oh no he's her illustrator frederick who's always like harassing her to get her to set him up with sam and she's just like yeah totally sam would not be into you but yeah sure <laughs> so abe goes home and like they have this handler person abe and sam do who kind of like gives them their tasks right um, and his name is Gordon. And so Gordon calls and he was like, oh, hey, like, did everything go okay? You know, checking in. And Abe was like, yeah, I haven't heard from Sam though. And he was like, that's weird. She usually calls you when she gets home. And he was like, yeah, like she always calls me. And so he finally, he was like, I've got this feeling that something's kind of wrong. And so like he has this normal night with Katie and then he starts getting paranoid about it. And he calls Sam and realizes that she's still in Mexico and he flies to Mexico. <laughs> she flies right back to Mexico. He, Katie was like, where are you going? And he was like, oh, there's something at work. And she was like, oh, okay, bring back ice cream. Like, <laughs> like two in the morning. She's like the coolest like girl ever. Like, it's so funny. I love their relationship. It's so funny. Um, so he flies back to Mexico. And so Sam gives him this whole thing about how like she got to the hotel and like he was still in the tub. And so he saw her and they spoke like he was awake, like he was conscious, like not like super, like he was obviously drugged. Mm-hmm. Um, but she calls the hospital. She brings him to the hospital. The hospital thinks that like she's his wife because she brought him in and he's wearing a wedding ring. Like it becomes this whole thing where they're like way too involved. Yeah. Right. 
And so they end up making some excuse. I don't remember the specifics. They make some excuse and they end up being able to leave because they do think Sam is suspicious with the whole kidney cutting out thing, right? But they can't prove anything. So uh, Abe finally basically collects Sam and they leave. Um, <clears throat> turns out Jeff is an FBI agent who's oh. looking for people who are harvesting kidneys. Oh, shit. But now has ended up harvested a kidney. <laughs> he found him. He did he his job. Him. He did his job so good. Yeah. He gets like a lot of shit from his FBI fellows. It sounds like he's not like super um seasoned with the FBI. It sounds like he's like a newer person and they were like, "Well, man, you really stuffed that up, you know what I mean?" Um <clears throat> so it's really funny. So you find that out and Sam basically from here on out is pretty much obsessed with Jeff, but uh Abe and Gordon are like, "We just need to move on. Like we need to keep going forward, right?" Um <clears throat> Abe decides to tell Katie because he wants to marry her, right? So he decides to tell Katie about the whole thing, but he calls her from the airport while they are in, still in Mexico. So before he gets Sam back to the, the house and he like says it, but he was like, oh no, she was like half asleep. Like she didn't even hear me, right? So Abe, like they get home from Mexico and he walks in the door and Katie was like, so you cut out people's kidneys. He was like, hmm, I was really hoping you didn't hear that. She's like, well, I did. <laughs> also like he definitely should have waited till they were married because then like she couldn't say anything to the like the court if like he wanted she wanted to like Wouldn't turn him in mad, though if you found out that like the person you married oh absolutely for a living but i'm just saying he just couldn't do it he just couldn't do it so <clears throat> he tells katie and katie decides that she wants to be involved right sure right of course of course she wants to be involved because she's Why the not? coolest freaking girl ever she was just like this is amazing she's like i'll write a book about it and she was just like yeah i can't believe you didn't tell me like you owe me forever but oh my god she's like i'm incredibly cool i can't guarantee i won't be mad later but i'm super cool about it right now and he's like oh okay sweet <laughs> and so gordon is basically like hey seems like the fbi is kind of on our tails because like this whole fbi situation right so it's clear that they're kind of closing in um to the uppers in their little ring <laughs> Um, and so basically their head person, Zapato, which is shoes in Spanish, wild, was like, I need you guys to do me a favor then. Like if we're, he's like, I can kill you because if they find you, they'll lead you. You can lead them to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he was like, so I can kill you or you can do me a favor. And they were like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll do you a favor. And he was like, okay, well, it's perilous. And they're like, all right. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. It's better than dying, I guess. And Abe is all like, I'm going to do it. And uh, Sam and Katie are like, please take a seat. You're too anxious. You're going to give us away right away, whatever this is. And the guy was like, no, I want Katie to do it. And so Abe is like freaking out because he's like, oh my God, what is it that they want Katie to do? Right. Um, because they told him it's perilous. Mm -hmm. And so they like bring him back to like this house, like, like a big house in Mexico. And they take, they have people take off their shoes. And so Sam was like, that's a good sign. That means they don't even want dirt on the carpet. They're not going to kill us in here. <laughs> I was like, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, and then they take Katie though elsewhere. So, like, they take Katie to another room, right? Mm -hmm. And so Abe is, like, freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, they're killing Katie right now. They had her put her shoes back on after Sam made the <laughs> point about the dirt. And she's just like, okay, you need to relax and be calm. Turns out that, like, Zabato, the, like, head kidney cutter ring guy, his niece is in love with Katie's books. And so he made Katie deliver, like, signed copies Oh. <laughs> So, like there's just so much like you're expecting it to go really poorly and then it doesn't you know what I mean yeah like and I really loved that about this book um I just I all of the characters were really dynamic like they had great like um banter and interesting interpersonal relationships 
Um, I don't really want to ruin the whole movie or movie. In my head is kind of a movie because it's audio. I like can mm-hmm. picture what's going on. So that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. But um, I don't, I don't want to ruin the whole story because it was honestly really good. So I don't really want to tell you guys like how exactly this wrapped up, but um, I'm like, oh, where do I want to say? There's a little bit here I can go into. Okay, so the FBI does catch up with them um, at Zapato's uh, birthday party, I think. Um, so only Katie and Abe get arrested, though. Mm-hmm. So Sam and Gordon escaped out of the back door before the FBI burst in the in the door. And so they arrested everybody because they were all, all four of the kidney cutters. They were trying to decide, like, is this, like, okay, we, we're here at a quinceanera. Like, are they part of the drug family? Or they, is this, like... The, the good side of this family or whatever because um it's like with the president how you don't have like the president and vice president in the same place at any one point in time yeah. so they're trying to figure out like oh are there is he just like the vp drug lord going on so they were like okay no no things are sketchy we should definitely leave so as they're trying to leave the fbi bursts in and they arrest abe and katie and these two with their freaking psychic impressive relationship they just like they, they were like okay well i just need your story about why you guys are here and they basically made up the exact same story about like wanting to go to Mexico and take a vacation and they went on a whim and they went to this bakery and then they met this guy at this bakery because he recognized her because she wrote these books and then they delivered the book at the Quintanera. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, all right, that's actually plausible. Yeah, <laughs> and you both said it like the same. So yeah, that's, because they're okay. looking for Sam specifically because Jeff's mm-hmm. seen her so he knows what she looks like and yeah. that's who, not who Katie is and so they don't know who Abe is specifically and so they, don't, they just let him go. Um. <clears throat> which I thought was really interesting, but they let them go kind of on a stipulation that they were going to help get Gordon, their handler, turned in because they're kind of just like working their way up the chain. You know what I mean? Like they know that they have a handler and they knew some information about him, but they just didn't know how to get in touch. And so like, Abe doesn't really want to do this. I get it. Like Gordon is a very nice person. Like he's just really helped them with everything. And they're not doing this for nefarious purposes. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not great for anyone to end up without a kidney, but like, they're not really that criminal. Like when you really think about it, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be much worse. There's some justifications. I don't really know exactly Sam's justifications other than she feels like maybe I've made these married men be better later because they're like, maybe I shouldn't hit on women that are my wife. That's kind of her justification. She feels like it's karma for them. Um, but, uh, Abe doesn't really want to do this, but, uh, Sam wants to get closer to Jeff, the FBI guy. And so they do kind of work with him, but while they're working with him, they're also like trying to alert Gordon, like, Hey, I'm wired or whatever. Like you can't tell me certain things. Um, but Gordon really wants Abe and Sam and Katie because Gordon is like an older guy who's been doing this for a long time to move on and have normal lives where they don't have to cut out kidneys anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, he basically ends up like giving F- the FBI everything like on a phone call. He just starts talking about everything specific. And Abe was like, you know, what's going on, don't you? And he was just like, yeah, you and Katie have a nice life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause he does end up proposing to Katie like really hurriedly while he's like trying to escape Zapato's quinceanera. It's so funny. He was just like, I can't handle not doing it anymore, but then they keep getting interrupted. (laughs) Like, so it's just like, it's really cute. Just like funny series of events. And like Katie ends up writing a book about like this whole experience and it ends up being like a bestseller. So like, there are some things that kind of wrap up everyone's storylines at the very end. There's like a follow-up that's like a few months later. Um, So I'll leave that part out, but I really, I really enjoyed this. Like dark humor, they absolutely nailed it. All of the audio was great. Like the voice actors were amazing. Just, I have no complaints. Five kidneys out of five kidneys. Awesome. 
I mean, yeah, we only had to like steal like one because we have two each. And so we two, need, yeah. Yeah, we only need to take fine. one more to hit five. It's fine. They never killed anybody, which is partly why Sam was like so worried about it. Cause just like, we've never actually harmed anyone because it's never gone awry. You know, she didn't want Jeff to die partly because she was obsessed with him already, but partly yeah. because like, that's part of her job. She was just like, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Cause now I'm a murderer. So now I'm a murderer. It's a whole other <laughs> level. Yeah. So yeah, no cut and run. Totally enjoyed it. Totally worth it. I think it was actually free on audible this month. Oh, awesome. I don't think I spent a credit because I still have a credit, so mm-hmm. I don't know where else yeah. it came from. You get, like, the free originals or whatever for the month or something mm-hmm. like that. I do recommend. I'm really liking the Audible originals. I don't know if you've listened to a lot of them, but I've listened mm-hmm. to a lot of them now, and they're all really good. Yeah, all the ones I listen to, they've done great with them, so they're not coming I'm out impressed. of the park. Good job, Audible. Way to be. Um, Next week, though, or next episode, I guess not next week, we are doing banned books because... Well, the episode will come out like a week before banned book week, but books are still getting banned and they're still getting challenged. And that's really stupid. So technically we're going to do like more of a challenged book than a banned book, probably. But we'll see what happens. You'll just have to come back and listen, figure out what books we cover. So that's cool. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and Twitter IIPYB underscore pod you can send us an email if you have any thoughts ideas suggestions emotional outbursts at isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com you can check out our website isn't it past your bedtime.com to see what we're listening to next what we've listened to in the past go through our archives yeah one day there'll even be a blog up but it'll happen once I move I promise I've got some ideas I like woke up the other night and I had like a bunch of ideas for the blog so I'm ready I just have to have mental capacity to actually make it happen perfect I mean my life is just about to get busy uh through the end of the year so I will not be perfect. contributing anything to the blog until 2021 but it's fine anyways uh if you guys like us we'd love it rate review subscribe all that good stuff tell your friends tell your coworkers, tell your nemesis your whatever and we will talk to all y'all uh, next episode. Bye. Bye.